0: Welcome back to our continuing conversation with uh, the anxiety commander, our friend Carl. No one walks through cancer wards kicking the beds, telling people to snap out of it, and they can stop this if they want
1: to. Oh, that's so well said. Yes, that's true, and and, and it reminds me also if you, if you if you go to the hospital and you go into a room and there's ten people and they're all wearing you know arm casts, you know, and they're all just sitting like this. They all look around, and they all sort of can nod, broken arm, broken arm, broken elbow, elbow, elbow. You know, they, it is what it is, right? We even, we even, kids will celebrate broken limbs, right? We sign the cast, right? It's, that's, that's almost like a, uh, um, oh, what's the expression? As you're getting older, it's uh, something you, you get to go through, right? You've had that broken arm, you've had your cast signed. It's a, it's a thing, rite of passage, that's what it is. But at the same time, if you're sitting in a room with 10 people, and one person has OCD, one has panic disorder, one um, you know, might have suffered a traumatic event. You can't see it, for sure. But the chances are, if you are in a room with 10 people, you will find more people that are suffering from something than you could possibly see people that are have physical ailments, not minimizing them, of course, either. But everybody, again, I feel is on that continuum somewhere. Somewhere, there's something that they're either suffering from or they could certainly change to be in a better place than they're at.
0: In our pre-talk, Carl, you and I talked about everybody being in recovery from something.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay? And
0: this is one of the tattoos that I have. Maybe you can see it. It's yeah. abracadabra. Yeah. So I've had, been in airports and has people ask me if I was a magician. Uh, however, uh, when you think of the term abracadabra and it comes to your mind, what well, comes to your mind, Carl? What do you envision?
1: Uh, I'm going to age myself, the song. Oh, of course, the Miller band. <laughs> the song Abracadabra comes to my mind, but magic, right? But some, something that uh, it happens that you want, and it happens quickly. Make something appear.
0: Actually, right. it's, a, it's a real word. It's uh, Aramaic, and it comes from the Bible's Jesus time, where they spoke Aramaic. And roughly what it translates into, I speak what I create, I create what I speak. So when I explain to people that 80% of cognitive behavioral therapy is about changing the language in the way you speak to yourself, that's the Mm -hmm. magic that I'm talking about. So how many times have you said to yourself, Carl, I am not going to let myself do this again?
1: Well, you know, all every time, and, and and I was I was you know perusing Twitter, which is always a painful experience. But <laughs> uh, you know, somebody was uh, was saying you know something about oh, this is the worst panic attack I've ever had. Someone was tweeting, and I tweeted back. I said, How many of you have said that exact phrase again and again and again? Right? It always feels like it's the worst one it always feels like it'll never end, right? Every single time, even though we know intellectually that it's going to end and we probably know even at that very moment, it's not the worst one, right? But um, one of the things that I also heard, learned from somebody was that there's two ways you can deal with, with with change, right? From the inside, from your thoughts to your actions or from your actions to your thoughts. And, uh, and, and they put it in a great way. They said, you can fake it till you make it. And I was thinking about that. And I was thinking, you know, if, uh, if, if, you're, if you can smile, right? They say that the actual act of smiling creates some type of endorphin or creates something in your body, right? So if I can take on these positive actions, even if I don't feel them inside just yet, but I want to get there the fact that I'm taking on those physical actions, you could argue I'm halfway there, right? Because being where I want to be is feeling a particular way and acting a particular way. So if I can take those actions first, if I can allow myself that flexibility to not necessarily feel the way I'm acting, but act the way I want to feel, it will come back. I really believe that it will in time.
0: There's no reason that it couldn't. So often when Sometimes people will come in and I'll say, I know you won't be able to help me. And I'll say, <laughs> I'll say, convince me. And you know what? I've never had anybody yet who
1: could. That's a heck of a way to start. Uh, that, that, I mean, that's, uh, but again, that's the perception, right? Because if some, by the time somebody usually reaches out for help, they're so far beyond when they should have, right? They're at their wit's end, right? They've suffered for so long. Under, under circumstances that nobody should, would need to suffer from if there was just a different cultural, a different ideology about how we handle our mental health. And, you know, again, when somebody comes to you, think about that for a moment. They're saying, I'm wasting my time, you're not gonna be able to help me. Why, did, why would they say that? Well, probably because they've been convincing themselves over and over and over and they're getting the messages from everybody they speak with, either directly or, or inferring that if it's here, if it's between your ears, it's that's just the way it is, man. That's just the way. How many times have you heard, oh, he's just wired that way, right? Wow. I mean, that doesn't leave a lot of room for change. But then when you do a little bit of research and you realize things like neuroplasticity, where the fact of the matter is, we do change. Our brains do change dramatically. People that have had strokes, um, their brains that can no longer physically function in certain areas will actually reroute to other parts of the brain to take on those functions. Think about that. That's a dramatic shift in something in your brain. And if that can happen, why in the world does not, does everyone not realize that well, this is just a matter of trying to have a little bit of reframing, a little thought restructuring to make some real changes in our lives.
0: Well, I explain neuroplasticity as you can't teach
1: an old dog new tricks. That's a good way of putting it too. Uh, I'm not sure my dog would agree, <laughs> but, uh, I, I, but but it's but it's true. And 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 I don't think there's ever a point. Um, I'll, I'll share this. Actually, you reminded me. Uh, I was in uh, what's called an IOP for a short time, an sure. intensive outpatient program uh, for the panic, and it was many hours a day. Uh, for every every day, and we would all go and talk and leave and um one of the of course i'm the oldest guy there, and i'm looking at these what I call kids you know in their twenties and and one thought keep com- kept coming to my mind I thought they're so lucky they're getting help now, you know what I'm saying they're getting help now man if i had if I knew that there were things like this. If, if I knew that it was okay to reach out and to get help like this when I was in my 20s versus at that time I was in my 40s, uh, it would have been a tremendous difference in the last 10 years of my life. And I shared that with them. And, and I'll tell you one other thing that happened that was the most profound thing I think that's happened to me uh, in any of my, my mental and emotional health journey is when I'm sitting there looking again at these, these kids and they're saying things that I'd thought. And that was my, my real aha moment because I stopped and I said to myself, oh, if they're thinking that and I've thought that, it's not just me, that's, that's a thing apparently, right? That, that actually happens. People will actually think that also. And I realized again and again, we don't have anything in common But look at what we have in common, right? We're having these identical thoughts. We're having these identical ruminations about things that are bothering us. And it was an an aha moment. It was something that just clicked in my mind where I realized that, okay, this is actually something that I can change. This is actually something that I can live differently with this knowledge of. And I actually did because after... That week long or two week, gosh, I should probably know. I, it was probably two weeks. Uh, I, I told my wife and, and it was hard for her to hear after all those years. And, and, and I said, I no longer associate myself. I no longer see myself as being a panic attack sufferer. That doesn't mean that I won't have them, but that's not my identity. That's not all that I am. That's not the, that's not the lens that I'm going to see myself through the entire world through.
0: Nobody walks into their room and says, "Hi, I'm depression," or "Hi,
1: I'm anxiety."
0: <laughs> Your name right. is Carl.
1: But I did, and I'm sure many people do in their own mind. They might not introduce themselves that way, but they are looking th- at life through that lens. No doubt about it. They're 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 looking at themselves and they're perceiving themselves. Look, these days, and again, I don't want to make this into a social media bashing, but everyone's you know, Highlight Reel is out there for everybody to see, right? I mean, everybody's, you know, TikTok and their Twitter and their Instagram, everything, they're not showing their vulnerable sides, right? With very few exceptions. So we're comparing what our perception is, well, this is how everyone else is with how they, with how we feel. Talk about a wide gap in reality, because that's not really how they feel. That's You ever watch a teenager or someone in their early 20s preparing to do a little video clip? It's hysterical. It takes them 10 minutes of setting this, that, the other, and the light, and the hair, and the lipstick, and whatever they're doing. And and then I'm going to have to think that there are thousands of people that are watching that thinking, oh, that's just how, how I should be. They don't realize that that's not the reality that people are living in. That's their highlight reel. And you can't compare your actual life to someone else's highlight reel unless you want to just be sure you're going to be disappointed.
0: Well, quite often I'll explain to people that flowers in a garden don't compare themselves to other flowers. They bloom. So what I try to do with holistic wellness, mind, body, and spirit is have them become their own gardener and bloom. I help try to under people to understand that they're important. So I often use the analogy of... uh, a flight when I'm sure you've taken many flights Carl and when the flight attendant comes out and gives the oxygen mask instructions who do they tell you to put it on first they tell you to put it on yourself first because if you don't put the oxygen mask on yourself first you won't be able to help others
1: and you know what you're absolutely right this this goes back to uh, my my own issues of, of flying and, and the angst that I get from that but yeah. you're right um, Everyone's intuitively, and that's, of course, where my mind just went, is help the kids. But you're right. You can't help the kids if you're passed out. Uh, and, and certainly, they're not going to be able to help you. But uh, you're, you're right. And you know what's, what's interesting on, with that as well is, of course, you can extrapolate that and take it as far out as you want, right? Because you can't help. You can't be your best. You can't expect to help other people. And again this was part of my motivation was i really really wanted my kids to grow up in a better place and feeling that you know what if they start getting a little anxious they shouldn't have to think twice about it and somehow by me hiding the fact that i was an anxious person i was doing just that i was setting up the stage where if either of them ever came to a place where they felt anxious they were going to have to go through what i had been going through which is that uh oh this is not normal versus <laughs> if i had just and what I finally did was open up about everything. Now, if they start to feel a little bit anxious, if they start to feel a little uncomfortable, oh, well, dad's like that. It's whatever. No. Oh, well, yeah, dad's gone to a no therapist. That's fine. I'll go get that taken care of. I'll go get my tune up. But I have to tell oh, you, yeah. I love your platitudes. <laughs> I it, it, I don't know if you're on Twitter, but I think if you're not, you need to just put some of those out there because I love those. That's, those are such little nuggets, little great ways to think about a lot from a little. You know what I'm saying?
0: Well, everyone, you know, it's our our past propels us to our present, okay? Everyone's a product of their past, Carl, and we can choose whether to be a victim of that past or not. However, I've shared this many, many times, and it's no uh, secret that in my time of troubles, I was in a number of psychiatric hospitals. And yes, I went through those IOP programs too. Uh, however, we, met, we make a conscious choice and understand that it's not events it's our reaction to them it's our reaction to them. So exactly. uh, when I do speak rehabs, I like to have an interactive because I make it clear to folks that I'm not I'm there to talk with them not at them and we do a we do a little exercise I'll stand up and I'll get four or five people to stand in front of me and I'll say pretend I'm a smiling horse. Uh, they play along with me and maybe make some comments. But they say, okay, Jim, you're a smiling horse. Then I'll have them go around behind me, Carl, and I'll bend over. And now I'll, I'll say, now what do you see? And they make some very colorful comments. <laughs> but then I'll ask them the question. I'll say, here's the point of this exercise. Who moved? Who moved? And then they start to catch on. And they say, we, did, we moved. Okay, mm-hmm. And I help mm-hmm. them understand that most of the time, and a lot of anxiety is about, and depression in life is about, we try to manipulate people, places, things, and situations to be the way that we'd like them to be, where we have to practice acceptance and understand that that situation may not move, only we can change our perception. And sometimes I'll ask people, which end of the horse are you looking at today? The horse has two ends, the horse doesn't
1: move. It's very true. Um, there's a There's a book, I believe, called Radical Acceptance, uh, and it's, it's a tremendous concept that uh, uh, if you actually do accept everything exactly as it is, moment by moment, then there is no anxiety, there is no stress, there is no sadness, because you are literally accepting things moment by moment as they are happening. And the truth is, if we really distill it down, all we have are the moment by moments. All I have right now in my entire life is sitting where I'm sitting and talking to you. Sure, there's lots of other things in my life, but right now, this is all I have. This is it. What You have 100% of my control. It's all right here, right now. I could love it, I could hate it, I could be nervous, I could be excited. Whatever it is, this is the moment. And radical acceptance to me means regardless of how I've decided to interpret that, I'm going to accept that that is what it is. I am excited about it, or I am anxious about it. And there's nothing else I can do other than accept that that is truly what it is at this very moment. Well, acceptance is the first step in 12-step
0: recovery. and It's the only step that Ah. mentions addiction, accepting the fact that you're powerless over whatever, and that your life's become unmanageable. And the unmanageability part of any type of addiction to anything, and we're all in recovery from something, is not all the nonsense, the car wrecks, the troubles with relationships, of finances, all those things. It's losing who you are. It's losing who you are. And acceptance does not mean approval, or that the way it's always going to be. So I liken. I usually use this example, Carl. Uh, it's surprising how many people have never had a flat tire now, but I'm sure that in your life you've had a flat tire, and when you were driving.
1: I have. And
0: did you burn the car down? Did you just leave it along the side of the road and
1: go buy another one? Nope. Uh, I called. Uh, I think I called home crying and screaming, saying, help. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So,
0: but until someone accepts that their tire is flat, they can't change it. And I many people go through their lives figuratively on flat tires because they refuse to accept the fact that it could be changed so what you're talking about is dialectical behavioral therapy consists of four modules it consists of mindfulness interpersonal relationship skills emotion regulations and stress tolerance okay so radical acceptance has been a long buddhist practice and uh, again acceptance does not mean approval uh, so what we try to do is try to help people give the tools to change flat tires in their life.
1: And you realize that, that that's so key right there. It's not only that acceptance does not mean approval. It, it also doesn't mean you have to like it. It doesn't mean that it has to be the desire. It doesn't mean that it has to be the, the, the way you want it to be or not want it to be. You just have to be at a place where you realize it just is at the end, it just is like it or not. Uh, this is what is at this very moment.
0: We're going to continue our conversation with our fantastic guest Carl on our next episode. And as always, we offer a free prescription fruits, nuts, and vegetables. Unplug your television and take up fishing. And for a truly mindful experience, we suggest that you fish without bait. Do a kindness for yourself and do a kindness for another. Forgive yourself and forgive another. Till all are free, number are free, my friends.
1: Namaste. Please check out our website at fishingwithoutbait.com, where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe
0: to our podcast. If you're interested in flying the colors of Fishing Without Bait, click the shop icon on our website. We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait.